Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while GEICO could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest-growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, GEICO has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our U Instant Reaction Review. I think we were pretty close. Technical difficulties logged us out of our we're just show. Building, yeah. so, <laughs> we're so building up awesome. the suspense for a suspenseful show. Right. Uh, I am ArieScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and <laughs> with me, as always, is. <laughs> Co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. That'll be cool because that'll be like one of the first times we weren't talking through the theme music. <laughs> I think right? we were talking like two minutes before we, we realized we were live. We, and then, we probably were. Uh, who knows? Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, the chat room is open. Even it makes though, every even show we unique. In it. So. Yeah, right. Um, no, actually, it was funny because I didn't even hear anything go off. And then all of a sudden, right. it, just and then said, it just went, you're yeah. not really here. But right. anyway. This week we are covering uh, Zero Dark Thirty yep. and Gangster Squad, so we've got <laughs> they're very similar. We've got the weekend wrapped up, anyway. The, right. The yeah new things hitting. Um, Zero Dark Thirty obviously opened limited a couple of weeks ago or yeah. something, but this was the real release for it, and it I don't know it makes for an interesting mix. I think uh, we've got the uh, <laughs> we've got the big you know end of the year thing people are talking about and it's funny because it's the beginning of the year but it's actually right. the end of yeah. the year thing that everyone's right. talking about and right. then we've got the new <laughs> the new year kickoff thing that no one's talking about right right, <laughs> and, right. And, and no one cares these about. are very interesting films like like the polarity of them you're right no one is saying anything about gangster squad and yeah and actually it's it's not doing that good if you look, you know, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, right. Metacritic, right. people don't like it, and I don't really know what that's about. We're also going to talk uh, about, you know, the Critics' Choice Awards. Uh, at least I am. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. You're I am. You can, time. I don't know what you time. want to do. You can chime in with whatever. I had a few things that I I've wanted to some... mention okay. about the uh, the Critics' Choice Movie Awards just happened. And the uh, you know Oscar nominations came out on the right. same day and everything, and then obviously the Golden Globes really just happened right. last night, and that was an interesting show. And there are some strange things you know going on, yeah. Especially with uh, like I was just saying a minute ago, the you know Critics Choice Movie Awards, the Golden Globes, and the Oscars, yeah, they really kind of are usually pretty in sync, right. They will have a few differences. There's a little overlap, but they're the, pretty much the right real. On. The real predicting comes in, you know, where will they differ? Will they differ? Right. And with there are obviously a jillion awards. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And they're all what? kind of <laughs> wild and loose. You know, you've got right. like various critic circles or yeah. critic groups or whatever and, right. and they have their movie awards and you've got like the director's guild and right. the screen actors guild and all this stuff and then you know you never know what you're going to get or how it's going to compare or, to right. any of these but these three awards usually pretty much in sync as yeah. far as the movies go and and now that's weird right because <laughs> yeah. because this as we've been saying all year this is a crazy year but you get certain things like uh Something that I think the Critics' Choice Movie Awards completely dropped the ball on, mm-hmm. uh, Christoph Waltz. Right, I agree. Did not even get nominated for it, Best Supporting Actor, and then he wins the Golden Globe. Right, and I, and you're going, how, how can, can that? You do, yeah, how can some that part be? Of me, some part of me is okay if he doesn't win, but you got to nominate. Right, him. there's no way. I'm all I right think. most of the time if you don't, if you know, because some. People are fickle, you know, what they like and what they don't. But if you don't nominate them, where where are you? Right. What are you watching? And there are other strange things going on, too, um, in terms of a lot of times you'll get, you know, people are always talking about the snubs, right? Right, right. And a lot of times you'll get when you do have some differences going on, right? Mm-hmm. It's the one snubbed somebody and the other one didn't. Like right. exactly like this case, right, yeah. where 
where the uh, you know Critics Choice snubbed him, and then he goes on to win. You usually don't get that far of a snub, right? Right. <laughs> usually, that, that's somebody nominates more, him, right. somebody doesn't, right? Right. But you you have that like a few different ways going on, and it's very <laughs> weird this year. This and you've is got a weird year. You know, Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. Now did not win. Right. But didn't even get, didn't nominated, get nominated for the Oscar. And then yeah. Ben Ben Affleck does win. <laughs> right. And he doesn't get doesn't nominated get for it right. either. Right. I mean it's it's a really crazy year. You do not see this kind of stuff going on. No. And one snub that stands out to me, since we've just jumped into talking about the awards anyway, <laughs> one snub that has yeah. really jumped out at me is uh Best Adapted Screenplay or Best Screenplay, because the Golden Globes don't have the difference, right. and the other two do yeah. have the difference. Yeah. But uh, Best Adapted Screenplay for Anna Karenina, right. nobody nominated that yeah. for Best Adapted Screenplay. Yep. And I am thinking, what is that? Yeah. I yeah. mean, among the choices, and then uh, Quentin Tarantino wins. Right. Uh, he, I mean, he won You know his side of things at the Critics' Choice, and yeah. then he won at the Golden Globes. Right. And I'm thinking, you know, I really like that movie. Yeah. Had it high up in my top ten list. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> nominating it for yeah. a screenplay, much less winning. Right. It's not that great a screenplay. It's a great movie. I, I, I yeah. loved the movie. I had a great time with the movie. Right. But it's screenplay? You know, I don't know, especially with all the other things out there, and especially if you're going to snub Anna Karenina, which was right. just an awesome screenplay. I don't know. I, I don't know what happened I, there. I, I see what you're saying. At least my point of view, I, I agree with a, a lot of that. I don't know putting it up against Anna Karenina screenplay-wise, because I think a lot of what was appealing for me about Anna Karenina was the production. Like, it would be very easy to just get from one character scene to the next, but it's how they did it. Right, and for me, I mean, you can make those notes in a screenplay, but you can't really do that visual. No, like, you can't do the visual thing but, thing, but I understand. But the like, idea for right. the visual thing right. is in the screenplay. Is it? Because I hadn't. Yeah, I hadn't seen. I usually try to look. I usually actually, this is the kind of film. Yeah, the, that we the way are. Like, all, I look at the screenplays that are up right. for best awards. The way that that comes together that with the, uh, you know, shifting of right. the thing and the, the whole craziness. That, the non-traditional that's more crazy right. at the beginning. Right. Right, that that really jumps out at awesome. you at the beginning, and it does continue on through the movie, but right, not in, as much. in lesser ways. Right. Kind of, we like move on past it in the story, so we move on past it in what in we're doing effect. in the movie. Right, but yeah, that's wow. that's in the that's screenplay, cool. and it's, well, then um, that's very bizarre. Yeah, I agree. Then I, I didn't. I, I haven't I seen the screenplay yet, so anyway, but that's weird. But a couple of other things that I did want to mention, and you know, like we talked about, um, Ar so Argo won. Right. right, Argo right. won Best Picture at the Critics' Choice and won its class of Best Picture at the Golden Globe. Yeah, and and I just don't get it. I, I mean, I just have to be on record and say I don't. Well, I, I don't yeah. get it, especially <clears throat> especially when uh, a lot of the things that are nominated that right. it's up against. And my initial thought at the Critics' Choice Awards <laughs> when yeah. that when that happened was that that was going to kind of be a fluke. Right. And the other two were going to well, go somewhere else. It's like what we were saying before when we were watching Gangster Squad. You know, it's like you have something like Lincoln and something like Zero Dark Thirty, and they're just canceling each other out. Right. And then somebody can slip in, and because they're negating each other perfectly, you get a sleeper. Right. And, and But that wasn't necessarily – like, what, this was very strong, not a sleeper. Like, this was like – Argo. Yeah, it was, it like, was definitely this, is it. this was our choice, not like our third. It was definitely a good movie. I initially assumed that this was, you know, the year to show off the flaw in having so many nominees. Right. Because there are so many things splitting up the boat. Yep. Especially when you get several movies that are all really getting a lot of attention. And like you said, you've got uh, Lincoln and, and Zero Dark example, Thirty, like the two big horses, and so. even like you know Silver Linings Playbook, right. like a lot of people taking, vote, taking votes. A yeah. lot of people are loving that movie. A lot of critics are calling that you know best, best movie, of the of, film. best yeah, movie best of, of the year, year and right. everything. So you've got all these yeah. like splits happening, and then you know what I want to know is, you know, by the time you have all those 
horses in the right. race. Right. You know, did Argo win with like you know twenty seven percent of the vote? Right. <laughs> Once right. it was split between the silent 10, majority, ten people, is, right. and really a minority. And yeah, I don't know. Um, I thought it was weird, and I'm really interested to see yeah. if that keeps up. But anyway, I just I just have to like be on record and say, you know. Right, like, kudos to Ben Affleck right. and everybody involved, and, and great, he won, and he won, you know, best director, right, with a great with a great speech. You know, I want to thank the Academy. Right. That's awesome. Which which was really Just cool. Very tongue in cheek, but still, it was really cool. Except, it was not the best directing this year either. And well, that's they one of those there's a body of people that disagree with you. <laughs> there, there apparently are. But, you know, that's one of the things that very often during award season that drives me crazy. I know. Because people just go, Argo was the best movie, check. And then they go, best director? I don't know who directed right. that. And well, it's let's like, just, who's, who's first we on the obvi- we, Affleck? We obviously know in this case because right. it's, you know, hugely, you know, popular thing. But right. there, you know, could easily be a year. It's often, you know, your Spielberg and your right. and your everybody knows who directed it type of thing. Yeah, but it's it's really like it doesn't need to be. It, you are I people look, really voting on it? Going right. that really was well right. directed. Well, this is this is the funny thing about these awards anyway, which is do you really vote with the product you're seeing or the process behind it? You know, we were talking before right. we went on the air. Hollywood loves this story, you right. know, because they're part of the good guy. There's enough inside jokes that makes them like look at we wink at each other like, eh, that's true. Right, exactly. Agents really are like that. And studios really did screw me like that. Right. And, they and love... even even when you have there are so many parts in that movie where it's the <laughs> the putting out of right. the fake movie. Right. Where you can just go, uh-huh. uh-huh. That's, that's and you the, know they uh, love it. Sham going right, on. Exactly. Right. And and Hollywood insiders love a thing that, you know, resonates with them and also kind of puts them in a shining position and they also love a comeback story like you know robert downey jr or you know and ben affleck is, right, is in right. this regard you know years ago he was stuck in Gili hell and everyone laughed at him he right he suffered like nearly a decade of being maybe one of the most talented people in you know that industry and couldn't do anything right and now he's this guy who's making amazing films and has his hand in all these amazing things and they love that because it validates them they're like he is us. We we are him. This is for us. Right. So there's a little bit of self congratulation, you know, and self congratulatory back padding going on a little bit. But I'm not as surprised outright as you are with it because you know, I mean, there's an argument to be made for all that insider stuff that they love. They eat that up. Right. And I think, it's, I it's think no surprise as, they're as rewarding far as it. the but as far as the directing itself goes, even right. even among right. the nominees, I just think if you're really seriously voting purely on, you know, if you saw these movies and didn't know who directed right. them, would you vote? You were this? in like a blind right. taste test and right. said which of these is directed <laughs> best, not which is the best movie. Right. You know, sometime in April, let's do a blind movie review where we just like <laughs> listen to something. We'll go to the right. theater and we'll just listen to people's reactions and try to guess what the film was. And then we'll say how great it was. Right. And then the other thing that I wanted to say, you know, we were talking about snubs. There's actually a couple more things I wanted to say. <laughs> One of them is that I think it's cool that Les Mis got to win something. So yeah, the, gold, the Golden Globes yeah. splitting up the right. categories, that actually worked for me this year yeah, because I wanted not. that to get some yeah, I, and I appreciate that. Yeah. I just I hate it when it's like best musical in color. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, how many were there? Was, there were two that came and, out on a Tuesday, right? And, you know, yeah. I'm like, all right, I guess. And uh, you know, another thing that I wanted to mention too is that <laughs> just funny. because it cracks me up, and you know, spoiler alert on the rest of the show, right? But <laughs> but right. what <laughs> what for me is going to stand out for probably like the next decade oh God. that will not stand out for anyone else because <laughs> no one else will ever look at anything this way. What are you doing? Is that one – I think one of the best things the Academy has done yeah. in like as long as I can remember is not nominating Catherine Bigelow oh, for Best Director. I'm with you there. Because, I'm with you there. And no one will ever think about that. I'd shake your hand right now, but no one would see it. It's you always, know, it's you know, awesome. who did they nominate or who right. did win or something, but not things that don't happen. We right? talked about this. I sent you that message where I'm like, I feel kind of bad, but I feel good knowing she didn't get a nom- right. nomination for that. I hate Spice Speed. Well, she didn't get noms. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not that guy. But, but yeah. So I won't even say anything else, but that will clue you in well, on where the know, rest of the show is going. <laughs> 
<laughs> down. So that's, that's you know that she's going to win an award for best film dealing with the killing of Osama bin Laden. Probably, like that's got to right. that's got to be a front runner, right? Unless Ben Affleck can whip and, something up quick. And similarly, although, although <laughs> you've got a list of grievances although, right, here, look at you. I do. I don't want to, you know, mix our por- right. portions of the show or okay, whatever. Right. But Jessica Chastain won <laughs> both gonna... <laughs> of yeah. these, right? Right. And I cannot disagree with that more either. And, you know, we will obviously talk about that during right. the movie, but right. when we're talking about the movie, but yeah. it just isn't actually a role, I think, that should right. even be nominated. No matter who did it, no matter right. how good they did yep. at that role, it's yeah. just a really simple, straightforward role. Right. And, you know, you can tell already that I am not the biggest <laughs> fan in the world of the movie. Which is weird because I've seen I'm you write. I'm just really surprised. Yeah, that, no, I know. That, that everyone got it's almost like in some ways you there's look, some kind of politically correctness yeah, thing going every on. Once behind a, well, it every something. once in a while you see the forest for the trees, you know, when everyone else is kind of unable to do it. You know, when you look at this thing and you just have a different perspective, everybody seemingly that has a way of reviewing Zero Dark Thirty is giving it five stars. Like right. it is almost universally a five star film for right. people. And yeah, it's not going to be a big spoiler. We didn't feel that way. No. And you'll, you know, you'll find out how different we felt about it. But it's weird to look at it and see everybody sipping the same Kool-Aid, which is fine. There are times where I like films no one else likes. Right. Exactly. And, and I love films everyone else does, and you may not, you know, or vice versa. It's okay. But this is a weird one where it's like like what you talked and, about before. It's like almost you bad know, and news there to go are, against it. There are, I think um, – you know, like we have both said several times, you have to admit who you are, I think, when you're a movie critic. Right. And when you get into certain things, you know, like I, I don't exactly like count this even as a war movie anyway, but like mm-hmm. a real war movie mm-hmm. that's about a war. Right. That's just not my thing. Right. So, you know, if some if there's a war movie, there are plenty of old war movies that everyone goes, this is one of the greatest movies ever. And I'm right. like, eh, I you know, guess. if it is for you, great. It's not my thing. Right. And then, you know, there are plenty, you know, I'm very into sci-fi. So there right. are a lot of movies that I think are awesome that yeah. everyone goes, what's so great about that? Right. And I just can't find a way to believe <laughs> that everyone loves this movie. It's, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, it boggles my mind. But whether the movie is great or not, her role, I think, right, is still even if the movie was great, even if, if it was great, and if, if as long as it's like the yeah. same character, you know, mm-hmm. even if uh, there were a lot of changes to the movie that turned right. it into something that I liked a lot better, her character is you know still her character, right. As, right. assuming in that scenario her character wouldn't have to change in order to make it a better movie, but. <laughs> Right, but it, right. it's just it's a very simple, straightforward, straightforward, really non-complex character. Yeah. There is not a lot of awesome acting right. you have to do to pull this off. Right. I don't think. And, right. You know, I mean, that's obviously not a lot of people's opinion. There's a body of but people out there that would disagree with you. There, that's the there apparently are. That's our but, show this week. And not that I don't like her because I have really liked her in a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's not like I don't even I don't it's think funny. it's her fault. It's funny I don't when you see she, a performance by I someone. I don't think she, you know, left this line on the floor and right. didn't do what she was supposed to do with it. I think she did exactly what. Well, she this was is this is one of those things where you see someone who's been good in other projects and then comes up with something like this, and you're like, that's not like them. So then that's on the director. Like this is she's giving the director what the director wanted. Right. And the director is therefore and it, it, even it, even it if clearly, that's not it, it clearly is what goes right, right. with the story right. that you it, get. This is you know? this is what Catherine Bigelow I mean this is an easy way to slide into talking about the film, but this is this is in a way all Catherine Bigelow's um doing because even if even if Jessica Chastain had done something different, in the end, Bigelow is the one that is in the editing room and is like, okay, we're going to use this take where she right, was right. kind of robotic and this one where she was kind of dead, you know, like not dead like as a character, right, not give, right. but dead inside, like hollow and not feeling, you know, in that regard, that's kind of what you're saying, which is there's not a whole lot here for her to do. And even if she's the most amazing actress in the planet and she's done other things, Catherine Bigelow is the one that's picking the reels to use. Right. So she got the performance that she wanted from her, which means that 
you know, it's it's good that Jessica Chastain is not taking too many hits because I agree with you. I don't think there's a whole lot of talent to do what she did here. Right. Yell in a couple spots and don't smile in every other. Right. You know, and just kind of keep your head down and keep a sour look on your face. That's not – Christ, I do that every day. Okay. But <clears throat> we can't just spin all the way out of control into the movie because um, there is one more thing that I want to say about the awards. <laughs> all right. Just because it's interesting because now I'm really interested to see the Academy Awards because okay. the Golden Globes and the Critics' <clears throat> Choice were split on Best Animated Film, and I think that right. is really interesting. Right. Because actually I love both movies. Right. And you're going to have to pick one in a second. And I really kind of thought that Brave was going to take, take it both. just because, you know, you just kind of figure. Right. Although it didn't it didn't always have the most positive right. response when it came right. out and everything. But it did manage to get the Golden Globe. But the Critics' Choice gave it to Wreck-It Ralph. Right. And, you know, either one I'm kind of okay with. Right. As as people could probably tell if they tuned in last week right. and, and caught our... You know, best of yeah, the year. We, we both liked them right. a lot. And so now, moving away from the awards, yeah, uh, we really quickly. <laughs> I because we are going to do both of these movies, and we're sure and we, we are going to end to on time. time. All right, right, let's go. Uh, because we have to end on time. But really quickly, <laughs> I just want to put out, as people who have listened before probably know, we had a giveaway. Right. And it expired. Right. And so now I'm up in the game on this giveaway. Every they're just they're not participating to see if you're going to put your house and your kids they, up. Uh, they are not. So here is the giveaway that we're going to have right now, okay? It is going to be the same basic format. What we are looking for as much as we love Blog Talk Radio quite a bit. What I want to get is reviews on iTunes. Right. So built into this giveaway is going to be you have to review us on iTunes. And it is actually this giveaway now is going to have its own completely separate page. It's not going to be <laughs> just tied into you know the right. the post the, the post for this review. Right. It's going to be a it's going to have its own big thing on the front of the you know site ruscreen.com. It's going to be there like as long as it takes. Mm -hmm. This time we're going to a hundred. Okay. So I want a hundred reviews on iTunes. And here's what you can win. So you listen. You've got my attention because I'm surprised that you're going. We had 30. Now you're up for 100. That's right. Well, because you know that didn't work. And okay. Now I'm now I'm upping the game. Yep. And and this time, if we don't get the hundred, it's going to be a long time from now. But if we don't, we're right. still going to give stuff away, and that's it. Right. But what we are going to give away. For one lucky winner, when we get to 100, and it's only out of 100, so it's not right. out of a million or anything, right. it, you have to review it, and you're going to have to leave us a comment on the page for the giveaway. Right. And what we're going to give away is every movie we review this year on Blu-ray. Every movie we do in 2013? Yes. Wow. So Plus all the other stuff? No. All the other stuff is somewhere else. All the other stuff is... The kaput, is kaput at this point. Okay. Yeah, that is all wow, over. That's awesome. So you can win every single movie we review on the show for the whole year. And it's important to know sometimes, like this week, we do two. Right. You know, it's not going to be just thirteen films or right. 12, we don't do three. that a lot. Right. But toward the end and the this beginning is of the year and stuff, Oscar time, it's, we, we, we will do a lot, we right. do that. But usually it's just one, right. which ought to be enough for anyone to win. Right. So as soon as we get to a hundred reviews, that's pretty right? cool. So you have to go to rescreening.com, and you know it'll be there tomorrow or the next day, and it will be like I said, its own thing, and it will be very prominently displayed that we're you know win every movie we review, right? Right. So, um, and you could win Zero Dark Thirty, and that would be awesome. But <laughs> as soon as we get to a hundred, that yeah. that will be it. That will be like game right. over, and no one else can enter. And we will, you know, random dot org. Yep. One of those people, and then as soon as it comes out after we review it, as soon as it comes out on Blu-ray, we'll send it to it's you. Yours, right. And it will be so at least that's pretty cool. Fifty or so. Yeah. Blu-rays. And so here's the caveat to that, because people don't want to do it, right? <laughs> if we go the whole year and we don't get to 100, right, then what I'm going to do is, however many we get, a 
third of those people, like chosen at random, mm-hmm. how, you know, what, however many reviews and entries we get, a third of those people are going to get their choice of a Blu-ray cool. that we review. Right. So that's like sort of the backup plan. Right. And right. and if we don't get to a hundred, I'm really just going to be irritated. Right. So. You know, tell your friends if you want to win a year of movies. Right. Tell your friends and this get them to right. sign up. It doesn't have to be a five star review. We're not. You can know, be anything you want. Anything you want to do. So there's that, and we, you know, that's pretty sweet. I don't see Redbox doing this. I we don't will see Netflix doing this. <laughs> I don't right. see HBO. Nobody, we will. Nobody's doing uh, this. We will have more information on that. You know, at, in the post of this, and you can find right. it at areyouscreening.com. Send your friends there. Make them review us. Make them <laughs> make them make them enter. And then, hey man, a right. year of movies. Okay, right. that's cool. So now we totally have to clock in fast on Zero Dark Thirty. <laughs> this fast. I love how you want to do this. Well, we big, have a whole other it's, movie it's, to I do. I know, but this this is the biggest film in so many ways, and we have to we have to rush through it. It's the it's the universally loved and acclaimed five star film, and we're just going to be like, yeah, we don't agree. Well, okay, I'll tell you what. If we cannot get through Zero no, no, Dark no, Thirty real fast, then we will just do Gangster Squad real fast because <laughs> we're doing something at, at the end. Yeah. At the end, we'll go and Gangster Squad, hooray! And then that'll well, we be can it. we can probably do Zero Dark Thirty. I mean, how much you know complaining. Can we do right? Like ten, fifteen minutes. What else are you gonna? We could. What else are you gonna say about? I think Zero there's Dark a lot. I could do a three-hour show. I know. Zero Dark right. Thirty. We should just watch myself. it. We should watch it and critique it with the boom mics and put that up as an MP3 and just be like, you really want to know what we hate about it? That's right. We'll watch do. It real we'll do our own us. commentary track for the movie. That will yeah. be uh, greatly appreciated. All right. Well, world. why didn't you like it? <laughs> Let's get into so it. So you're just gonna throw me right out of here? <laughs> no, I'll go. Um, I have to tell you, I we should actually start off by saying that neither one of us are huge fans of the Hurt Locker either. Right. I probably liked the Hurt Locker a, a lot more than I did. More than you did. Yeah. I, I thought the Hurt Locker was really, you know, averageish, and it, I was kind of, I was okay. I didn't love it. Everybody loved that movie too, just like Won this the movie. Oscars. Right. Everybody had basically the same kind of you know reaction yeah. to that one as they did to this, yeah. and I had the same reaction to them. Right, uh, and I, I had I had the same reaction uh, as uh, I did you, last time. You had yeah. the same reaction, only worse. Yeah, I, I did. I thought the Hurt Locker was at least okay. Zero Dark Thirty really just irritated the hell out of me from beginning to end. Yeah, and obviously I was going into it right. not with the greatest expectations. Right. Plus, I kind of thought, you know, the Hurt Locker going into it, I at least thought, well, you know, I I can kind of get behind the theory of the story, maybe, right? Right. And this one, I was like, eh, I'm I, not even able to. do I that. know what happens, yeah, right, <laughs> and, right. and I don't care what happens, really. <laughs> right. I was, oh, if only I knew step by step every single right. thing that happened, and not so much, right? Like that's right. not my gig. <laughs> So going into it, I, I didn't have the greatest expectations. That's always going to you know throw you off, probably. Yeah. So what I was hoping was that it would be average, and I would think it was better right, because I be had such low expectations, right? <laughs> and I would go, hey, this isn't so bad. And okay, to start off, really, the first thing is, and I, I've already said this to you before, the first 20 minutes right. just killed I, – I seriously was like, you know, just scratching my own face. Going, right. You're killing me. <laughs> if it, the movie had a chance, it was done three minutes in for you. Like, it just wasn't going to last. Right. And and I have actually said this before. Now, see, here's where we throw off our instant reaction because that <laughs> end of the year is going to kill us on the instant reaction. Right. Because I actually saw this movie, like, you know, a month ago at this yeah. point, more than a month ago. Right. And... um. The thing is that, like I said this to you before, the first 20 minutes, there's some weird spot, and it's probably like 18 minutes, or mm-hmm. I don't know the exact spot, but there's a certain spot at the beginning of this movie where I just was thinking, you know, if you were in film school, right, and you turned in this 20 minutes, you get laughed out of film school, right? no one would ever take anything you did seriously again. Right. It is horrible filmmaking, if you ask me. It is, it is not telling a story it is just putting mm-hmm. stuff out there in almost like a condescending way to the audience yeah and 
you know, you you walk through this this goofy torture, and you know the thing. <laughs> one of the things that really just stands out because obviously everyone's talking about the torture, right? Yeah, this is because. A- there's torture, and it's uh, the bad Americans torturing people, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so it's you know it's a buzz thing floating around this movie. Right. And I'm like, man, if that's torture, <laughs> no right. one would ever find anything out. Right, right. And I'm like, this is what's got everybody all up in arms. But anyway, it's just – it's so sloppily put together, and mm-hmm. and it it's like it has this thing where it's – really trying to get to after this 20 minutes. Right. And it thinks it's sucking you in, I guess. And it must yeah. it must be for a lot of people, I guess. I guess. But I just thought that this was such, like, really childish storytelling. Mm-hmm. It was... I can't tell, to be honest, if the person telling the story thinks that everyone listening is an idiot <laughs> or right. if the person telling the story just has no clue how to tell stories or how telling stories work. And this is nothing like how filmmaking works. Right. This, it it really just blew me away. Like nothing has in a long time that it stood out so much, almost like, you know, you had a screenplay, like if you were taking a book and making it into a movie like if there were some theory that you could just word for word, page for page, right. film exactly what's written in the book, and that would somehow be making a movie. Right. And, right. and that's what we get in this. That That's a good point because minutes. there's a there's a notion here, and I'm going to speak whenever I'm talking about the film, like I know what's in Catherine Bigelow's head. I don't. You know, I'm just going to assume based on the work that she's given. But there's a notion here, it seems, that she thinks – because it's an interesting and a good story, then it automatically means that's a great movie. Right. And that's the exactly. biggest mistake of all because when you have – especially in a story like this where there are so many – and I mean the movie story and, and the historical story too. There are so many holes that haven't been filled in for security reasons or government reasons. What Maybe nobody knows. No one's telling the truth. But there are big holes and as far as a narrative goes, you don't do your story justice by leaving potholes everywhere. And, and assuming that because you are telling something gritty and that isn't being told right now and is based on, you know, the capture of this guy who did horrible things to America, right. that that's forgivable. It isn't. It, it It's demonstrative that you're not doing your job right. as a filmmaker, unless right. this is your active, not a passive choice, but your active choice, in which case then you are to blame for this as a bad choice because it is. Right. And it's, uh, you know, like you said, um, just because something is kind of an interesting story as yeah. like a news headline, God. that doesn't make it mean it's a good movie. Like I see a like of... Osama bin Laden dead, right? right? That's a headline. Right. So so clearly that has to be a good movie. The right. story, There's got to be a great story. The story there, of but... how that happened right. has to be a good movie. And what's what's funny about it is in like a twofold kind of way. Mm-hmm. That we watch so much of it at the end, yeah, like nonstop, right? Because <clears throat> here's the crazy thing about mm-hmm. this for me is that you know if you have like Abraham Lincoln shot in the theater, right, right, and you go, so that's the big headline, and you go, is there a story there? Well, actually, kind of is because it actually is kind of an interesting, weird, mm-hmm. you know, right. thing that Chain happens, yeah. And if you really look in a historically accurate way mm-hmm. at how big a person in the world booth was right and then to come come around and come do that around and, and, yeah. and then right in the theater and the whole thing and you know who's going to stop him anyway because right. you know when George Clooney walks up to the president no one is right. going to bat an eye right. right right and it actually is a good story right how Osama bin Laden dies is the most boring story yeah. the world has ever known. Right. I mean, and we watch – that's another like 20 minutes at the end where it's like mm-hmm. nonstop. We have to watch every single second of this happening with no regard for the fact that it is seriously mm-hmm. the most boring thing that ever happened. The, you know, the ends don't always justify the means. You know, that that historically, not in – the movie, not thematically here, but historically, 
getting Osama bin Laden offers closure and a denouement, you know, for this big thing that's happened to us for over a decade. Right. And that's big and that's important and that's cathartic, but that doesn't just give you what you need here. Right. And, you know, and it's a blueprint, but it's not, don't you, people don't just use the blueprint. Right. Like there's a right. lot of things that you have to use. Right. You have to still make a movie right. out of it. Right. You can't just, like, you can't just take the tapes or the transcripts right. or something and yeah. just film them and just do it right. and, go, and then cut. That's a movie. And then cut and then go to black and then that's, three seconds later do something even, else. That's not even a good documentary. The, much this less is, like a movie right, movie, right? right? And what's funny about what you just said about how it's, you, you know, it's this kind of cathartic whatever. It's a wrap-up yeah. that, you know, works for the nation and people right. are happy about it or whatever. And they even mention in the movie, right? by the time they get there, you know, the the guy who is trying to dissuade her from doing this is like, you know, no one cares anymore. Right. It's like four years since anyone's ever heard his name or seen him or however long it is. Yeah. Whatever it is, yeah, it it's is. like, you know, he's not the thing anymore. Right. There's like, all this dead. other he stuff going dead, yeah. on that we should focus on. And it's almost like it it took so long that it kind of wasn't really. Right. It took so long that by the time you got the thing where they said he was dead, everyone was like, we're okay. Still, well, the thing, and again, I'm not insensitive and, and to plus, the people. Like, a lot of people assumed he already was. Right. I'm and not we in, just didn't know. I'm not insensitive both to the story, but I'm speaking of the movie, um, and I'm not trying to cover ourselves for any PC thing. But I, I'm, I'm very fortunate to not have to have spent you know ten or twelve years hoping that we get this guy because he never affected me like in my family. Right. So right. to those that do, I understand this means something else. But I'm looking at this as an observer of the film. You know, there are there are moments in the film that I did enjoy. You know, I didn't hate it outright. And there there are those moments which I think if I flip and I have to play devil's advocate, that's a good scene to look at because the station chief, he confronts her and he's like, I don't care about bin Laden. Like there was just this explosion in London and he's like, we're going to protect the homeland. Right. And and he literally says to her, you know, I don't care about bin Laden anymore. Right. And she is, you know, there's this moment where if you're, in film school or if you're trying to critique this thing she's the american public and he's the government and the government is you know they've, they've moved on he was the thing for a while but nobody remembers like are we still going after bin laden right, like that right. kind of thing and she is the focus of everyone and says you know you don't understand what's happening you don't get what's going on in this part of the world and i'm here to remind you listen to me i know right so there's this thing about like American versus government, and but that gives the movie an awful lot of credit because it does happen every once in a while. But really, I think I could count on a five-minute stopwatch overall how many times like that cool part happens. Right, and and not only that, but it's not just, nearly enough. It's, it's so far too long for no reason mm -hmm. in a lot of in a lot of places. But you know, like we were talking about, um, especially if you're just going to put it like point blank at me, why did I hate the film? <laughs> but. Why did you hate this You know, movie? because we were talking about, uh, you know, not just filming the pages of a book or whatever mm -hmm. and actually trying to make a movie. Right. And, you know, one of the things that I think stands out for me as my answer mm -hmm. that is like the little microcosm of everything that went wrong with the movie and why I hate it is, you know – I don't. I obviously have no idea who this real person is. Supposedly, right. there's a real person. Who cares who the real person is? Whatever and whatever exactly happened to them and where they were on what day or whatever. Right. Right. But if this person really was in that hotel that blew up, oh right, yeah. In your movie, they should not be right, or you should not film that part at all, right. or you should just skip over the whole part where the hotel blows up yeah. and and not cover that at all and just go look. <laughs> It's a crazy, wacky world, right? Mm -hmm. And look, this person actually was in this hotel that right. blew up. And sometimes, you know, truth is stranger than fiction or whatever. And what are the odds or whatever? Yeah. If that's what really happened, yeah, don't. that is not what should be in your movie. Right. And I really got to doubt that's what really happened. So right. now it's even worse. Right now, yeah. Now you did that on purpose. <laughs> and and that's what you think. Yeah. That's what you think adding movie making to a story means. Mm -hmm. You take some real thing that happened and make it as stupid and, you know, treacly nonsense. Yeah. I mean, when that happened, I just went, 
No. That did not really I can just see, happen. I can see you were getting tired of rolling your eyes. You know, because you're like, and oh, God, it, really? It just it just became, yeah. that moment in the movie just became, you know, this just sums up everything yeah. for me. It's yeah. like whatever truth you have to put on display and try and make into a movie for us, this is the way you're going to take the truth right. and try to make a movie. Right. In the exact opposite way that you should, really. Yeah. I mean... Everything that is, you know, taking what's real and making it into a movie is to take what's real and make it into some melodramatic, right. nonsensical thing. This could have been like a Lifetime movie and I, without changing hardly anything <laughs> yeah. except like the torture well, and then she has to fall in love with somebody yeah. and there's like a sex scene. But other than that. It's the same. It's the same right. level of movie making. Right. To have them in that hotel when it blows up. <laughs> yeah. But if we are going to talk about a couple of things that we did like, I probably mm-hmm. have even less than you. I don't know. I I didn't like anything. There are a few <laughs> things that would be less than me. There are a few things that I can kind of like appreciate. Yeah. That they were at least better moves. Right. But. But one thing I did kind of like was uh, the SEAL team guys yeah. in the movie and, and right. the way that they, you know, kind of portrayed what we have to do and who we have to be right. in our, you know, right. off time yeah. in order to be that those people stuff. and stuff. Yeah. I, I thought a lot of that stuff was good. There, you know, I had I have a big list of stuff that's like really weird and irksome about it. A lot of it is the the direction and the story. Basically, to get it out of the way, this is the same team, like you said in the beginning, Mark Bowl and and Catherine Bigelow that did the Hurt Locker. And I thought the Hurt Locker at best was really just an unfinished manuscript. It was just an unfinished collection of dailies. And and what I mean by that, if anyone doesn't know what that is, is that the dailies are just rough cuts and that you have to kind of splice them and make the story full right. around them. This is still kind of that thing. And what I've come to realize is just like how some people don't like, you know, Yui Bowles movies or Quentin Tarantino's movies right. or Woody Allen's movies. Like right. I don't, I've liked Catherine Bigelow's films in the past they're kind of genre films a, a like a while like ago, yeah. a long right. time ago, like 25 years, like right. Point Break. I liked, you know, Near Dark. I enjoy, you know, these are films right. that I really liked. The collaboration that she has with Mark Bull, who's giving her the story that she's filming and in the way that she's filming it, I'm not a fan of, you know, and right. I realize that now after seeing two of their films back to back. Right. So in, in, well, in, in that, like one of the things that you just reminded me of is like one of the things that's really difficult to do in this movie is is uh, the main character, Maya, is Jessica Chastain. And it's so hard to root for her or feel for her because she is, though not entirely sort of like cyborg, like unfeeling person, but there's just nothing there that she gives you. And what's really interesting she, she's is... She's almost like anti-character. Right. She's And in a way, again, what I can argue if I'm forced to go into the position of saying good things about it is she's maybe supposed to be like the blank tablet, like the, the tabla rasa, which is she's supposed to be the face of us. Right. And if she doesn't look like anyone specific, then she can be all of us and we can be her, you know, this kind of rad level stuff. And if she and, acts only kind of in this right, almost like reactionary way, like she only you yep. know reacts to the fact that people are trying to stop her from right, right. doing it. She only has like an emotion when she's writing a number on the board right, every day right. and goes Which is actually, and puts explanations on it right. and stuff. But the, the thing like what you brought up is, you know, we have the movie's two hours and 40 minutes long and she's in basically all of it except right. the, the seal stuff at the end. But she's still kind of controlling it. There's more characterization and more affinity and affection for the seal guys. And they're only on screen without being night vision and attacking Osama right. bin Laden's camp, uh, compound rather three minutes. Right. I mean, they're playing horseshoes and they're being briefed. And automatically, there's more there to love and to uh, at least love, um, maybe overstepping there, but you can at least attach yourself to them and be like, these are characters. Right. Like, they're giving me something and I can identify with them. You don't get that with her. No. And in fact, what you get with her is a series of mistakes that are all Bigelow and Bowl. Like, there's this, right. there's this annoying, there are two annoying things that stood out for me. 
where, you know, for an hour and 10 minutes into the movie, you don't get anything from her at all. You know, she's a machine. She's just driven. You're supposed to, supposed to fill in all these blanks for her. And when, when people in her office are dying, she has this moment where she's trying to convince somebody who's doing, um, uh, doing all this surveillance. And she says to them, you know, a lot of my friends have died trying to do this. You know, and I believe I was spared to to get the job done. Man, yeah. And I and I told you I was like I'm not offended by things, but that was that was pretty offensive. Like, yeah. and, and I mean by that I was like intellectually offended. Like I sat there and I thought, you know, for over an hour I've been watching this, and there've been no designs of character or motivation at all. And now because you say you think you were spared to do this, and you now are on your own personal jihad. I'm supposed to just buy it. Like, oh, right. you said it, so you must have always felt it. So I have to feel that too. Right. Like, what and it is is it's intellectually pandering right. for and, Bigelow to do that, and that is offensive. We were, we were talking about this before with that scene, and, and uh, like I said, that is like such a perfect example of something that I actually try to have an example for right. frequently, and yeah. now I have an now example have for it. So right. I can just always say that, and it'll never work because everybody loves this movie, and they'll go, what are you talking about? Right, but, they'll be like, oh, you didn't understand it? Like, no, I didn't. <laughs> but, Explain yeah, that to I me. totally did show that to but me. But that, that scene when she gives that line is like the perfect example of a filmmaker, you know, just crucifying their own character. Yep. Like, just just selling out their own character because this is what I want the character to do mm-hmm. right now or or actually or how even, I want like this feel. is what I this is what I want the movie to do right, right now. Right. And it's not true to the character, but it's what I want to happen right, right now. Right. And you did not you did not build that character this whole time we've been watching it. Right. So you, you don't just, get you to just say want, that. you just want to get there right. anyway. Right. And and it's just well, I know we're getting Painful. I know we're getting low. I guess the last thing I'll say is another example of that real quick about how she just doesn't work is, you know, every time she's talking to some and this isn't like a sexist thing, but every time she's talking to some male in her office, she's like, I'm going to burn all these operatives to the ground and I'm going to I'm going to kill Osama bin Laden. Or right. or she says even to the SEAL guys when they're like, what are you why are we doing this? And she's like, I wanted to drop a bomb on the place, but they don't believe my intel. They don't want to waste a bomb. So they're going right. to send you guys in. Right. And you're if, the if canaries. Wrong, the canaries. Yeah. Right. Right. The canaries. And if I'm wrong, you guys can slip out quietly. Um, but but the guy's like, so what do you want us to do? And she goes, I want you to kill him for me. Like she's constantly encouraging people to do this for her because it's supposed to fill right. a void that we're led to believe she has but never shown. There's a moment where she's talking to – and it, it's a cool – it's not a cameo. It's just James Gandolfini is the CIA director. And he comes to her in this room in this cafeteria, and he's like, how long have you been doing this? And she's like, 12 years. You guys got me out of high school. And he goes, do you know why we did that? And she says to him, I don't – I'm not – I can't – I don't think I can tell you that, sir. Right. And I, I stood up. I was like, are you shitting me? This is the CIA director. He knows everything about you that you don't even know about yourself. And you can't tell him why you got the job for him when he probably read it in your folder 20 like, minutes ago. Like that's what like, like anyone a, would say that. There's a manufactured that. attempt at this character that right. isn't there. And right. I don't care how many mirrors you put up and how much smoke you're blowing. And really, people are getting smoke blown where yeah. they need to. It doesn't work. Right. And if you're not... Uh, my last thing, you know, before we get on to Gangster Squad is one of the things I told you is this is a movie that's dazzling people who see five movies a year. Right. And I mean five movies at home or in the theater, wherever. Total. Yeah. We see more Ever. movies, and I'm sorry, I'm I'm happy to concede a film that isn't great if it just tries and tries hard to do what it's doing. Right. But I'm not going to be fooled by a movie that takes things for granted and just assumes because you're tackling heavy subjects like Osama bin Laden and torture – that I'm going to do all the work for you and applaud you at the end when you haven't done your job. Right. And, and that is what this movie is. It is a lackluster attempt at pandering me intellectually and emotionally. And that's what irates me, which is it's trying to pity right. you know, itself while getting me to sympathize with well, it. Well, and you know what it is? And that's, like that's when you said it's, a, it's like a collection of dailies, yeah. I think that's exactly what it is. And you know, I, I feel like because you know, this is where I am in the total movie world, I feel like you can't spend too much time with James Cameron and have it not have the wrong effect on you. Right. you know, because 
that is what this is like. Mm-hmm. In uh, maybe uh, like I'm not maybe looking at it exactly the same way as you are, but this is sort of like you know when you're like in college and you have to write a rough draft and right. then you have to write the next draft and right. the next draft and the next draft and there's always that guy who just won't right. You know, he's like he, my first draft. He writes, my last he draft. writes the rough draft, and he's convinced, right, of his of his own work. Genius, right? And he says that's it, and that's what this movie is like. You know, that's why. Yeah. That's why it's just a collection of dailies and and not really you know sewn together the way it should be. Yeah. Because you know it's like she's just too into her own story or something. Yeah. That it's like this is exactly what I wanted to do, and mm-hmm. that's exactly the way it well, should be, and that's why I did it that and way. And we talked about too the other day briefly when we were seeing Gangster Squad, which we'll get to in a second. But maybe. you know, we were saying we were saying maybe there's the, well, I said maybe there's the chance that she worked too hard on it, too closely, that she didn't see the holes. That because she knew everything she wanted to do but didn't present it, she just assumed that everyone knew what she knew you know, in her head and and didn't. And I'm thinking, yeah, but I know how movies get made. You don't just film it. I mean, independent movies, you can do it, but you've got to show this to studios and executives and, you know, yeah, but maybe maybe if you, maybe if you win the Oscar last year with the Hurt Locker, you don't, or two years ago or whatever. Anyway, you know, maybe maybe you don't. Maybe maybe, maybe you, you just go to the editing room. James and you come Cameron out. doesn't have to, right? I well, mean, I'm sure James point, Cameron right? doesn't have to, but and you know, you're in the she is right James place Cameron. in the industry. You, you, know, you know, we you, it's you easy don't to just have be, the same yeah. reins attached to you. It's funny, James Cameron you was supposed to, do to have maybe, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. I just I know at this point with almost 99% certainty that if Mark Bowl and Catherine Bigelow do another movie together, I'm, I will hate I, I'm it. just not going to like it. I right. just don't like, and this is what we said too, which is I, I understand why people don't like the Coen brothers movies. I get it. Uh, like intellectually and emotionally, I understand it. I love them. Right. But if you don't, I, you don't have to explain it to me. I understand. Right. But if you like these, they these are people, I, I don't are, get it. They are a very specialized, yeah. uh, you know, kind of film. I mean, yeah. even when you get stuff like, you know, The Man Who Wasn't There, even yeah, which right. I love. Yeah. And, you know, my wife goes, what the hell? What is wrong with you? Right, yeah. <laughs> what is that? Right, this movie, is your right? favorite movie. It's, a, it's yeah. a very specialized thing. And this is a very specialized thing. Yeah. And I hate this one. Right. right. <laughs> and, right. and I love the other one. And, you know, you I can see the Coen Brothers thing, right? Yeah. Because they're odd. They're Sometimes quirky, and they they're, make a film. They're that, strange. Well, it's like what they you go said. They in make, different directions. They make movies then, for people right. who know movies, right? And like love movies, so. right? And so anyway. Catherine Bigelow makes movies for people who are named Catherine uh, Bigelow. I won't even say anything. No, there, she but. makes movies. I don't understand. Like she's probably a fantastic person. I hope you know, and she's doing great things with her success. But I don't see the talent at all. No, there. I either do. I, I don't get it. And and what's weird is that she used to have more. Yeah. And she yeah. she used to be able to put a film together in a way right. that I could get behind. It's amazing, dude. And, if you and now said, she just has you, read too much of her own press. I know. You something. and I have talked about this. She's really great at action stuff, you know, or she was. And to find out that the last 35 minutes of this film is one complete, boring, uninteresting, not tense, not exciting, no suspense action scene. Right. That blows... I'd be like, dude, her second AD filmed that. It, she wasn't there. And it's like... She it's just like couldn't get it. the weirdest anti-action it is. thing like ever on film. Yeah. Because that's what really happened. I mean, supposedly. Even, even before right. any film at all came out, mm-hmm. you know, this matches up pretty well right. with it the took, story that we all knew. Right. It, it took like 25 like minutes to a do bu- it. And, a bunch of guys dropped in on yeah. like... Two other guys right. and took them out, <laughs> took out and it team, was like yeah. as easy as it could be right. in a certain sense Just of to some being extent, easy, right. Right? right? But I mean, it was it was as difficult as you see, and right. there were people with guns, and right. it, you know, bad things could have happened or whatever. Yeah. But you know, it they didn't drop into the middle of you know a hundred guys with right. machine guns it wasn't and Black there was Hawk a Down. whole bunch of right. action and, right. and crap it was like uh, it, it was like killing some old guy in his bed basically right. yeah who had a like strong door yeah right but, <laughs> but i mean it, yeah. it was not a interesting intense thing and it was certainly nothing that i could ever imagine anyone making 20 minutes of film out of right 
I mean, yeah, I know. You know, when you have a film and somebody is, you know, walking a half a mile down the street to the, you know, subway to yeah. order lunch, there's a reason we don't watch them do that for the whole right. 15 minutes right. that it takes to get there, right? right? We watch them start walking, right? And then we see the subway in the distance, and then we watch them open the subway door, <laughs> yeah, right? right? And right. we cut, and we go, look, now he got there, right? right? Fill in the blanks. Yeah. And this is like somehow we've decided that this is just the most interesting thing that ever happened, right. so we have to watch every second of it. I had a friend who used to say this thing like how he – he it was the most ridiculous assessment of anything in the world. He was like, I don't really like the Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I'm like, why? What's the matter with you? And he's like, you never see Indiana Jones go to the bathroom. What are we supposed to believe for three months? He does it. And I'm like, do you really have to see everything in a movie to make you understand that things are happening? He's like, yeah, cha. I don't want to know who you're talking about or anything. Okay, so there's – We can do this. There's no way to really no, get we can the do this. squad. Um, we can do it. Yeah, sure. You want me to complain a little bit more about uh, – because I got more notes. No, that's, that's – uh, unless you have something like – you want to throw out like a bullet list or something or <laughs> – I don't think do you I have, have a little what list. kind of notes. Do you I have? just no. I mean, I mean, it's just the stuff that bugs me. I could briefly yeah, look it no. over. Okay, so Gangster Squad. Now, yeah, no. uh, we only have a few minutes. We will. We can do Gangster the, Squad. The next honestly. time we, the next time we do a show, we will probably cover uh, Gangster Squad. Maybe a little bit more at the beginning or something like that. Maybe. Um, and I, you know, I should say before we run out of time and we're sitting there going, okay, goodbye. Uh, <laughs> we will not be here next week. Because oh, yeah, that's right. I will be gone. Right. Uh, and uh, I'm not trusted to do I, a show by myself. So, <laughs> Well, yeah, but, you know. No, no, it's okay. I anyone could do uh, – you could do a show by yourself, but it would it would be crazy, right? I mean, it would you're be just going to talk to yourself and it's – I would just be like, okay, I'm on the air. a whole different thing, No, I right? know. I would be on the air and I'd be like, all right, I'm going to tell Mark again. Hang on. We're going to get Mark on the line. <laughs> and then you'd pretend you were filling right. time and couldn't get right. me or something. But, yeah, so I will be gone next week and we will – you know, we'll just be skipping that week, which shouldn't be too big a deal because, as, because anything, as we said, it's January, right? right? Yeah. And so, okay, Gangster Squad, if you didn't see it this weekend, yeah, I cannot recommend that you go see this more. Yeah. And it's so weird because this movie is just getting, getting pounded. Beat it's really to hell. I don't even know what the recent it thing is. It is uh, not too long ago on Rotten Tomatoes. It was about like. 18% fresh, yeah. which is like somewhere, you know, behind Eddie Murphy's <laughs> last movie probably right. or something. It is getting destroyed, and words. I have no idea why. Yeah. Because this is, oh, a, this is a movie where somehow people are just going into this thinking that it's something completely different. Right. And demanding that it live up to those expectations. Well, it's got, a, it's got a 40 on Metacritic. But the interesting thing about Metacritic, if, you know, just as we're throwing things out, most everybody has scored this in the middle. They're mixed about it. Right. But the actual – and that's critics, like professional critics. Right. The actual user side to everything, it's got like 95. Like the crowd likes right. this. This is one of these and movies that we that's love, what, but that's what Rotten professional Tomatoes, critics don't get. So That's what Rotten Tomatoes was similar to that. It was like eighteen yeah. percent or so, and it's probably yeah. very different now because it's several That's days, weird. several days later, right? But, but the uh, user reviews was like seventy-seven percent. Yeah, people are even though it, it wasn't right. out of very many because it was really early, right? Yeah. But I I liked it a lot. There it, were parts that you know could have been tweaked. Tight and or it was not or chop, Yeah, it was not perfect. If you're going to see Goodfellas. You know, or you think this is going to be or, like yeah, that kind of exactly. movie? It, it, it isn't. It's not L.A. Confidential, and it's not Goodfellas, though. It's in, it's pointed in that direction. Not not Goodfellas. It's kind of pointed in the L.A. Confidential direction. But it is, it's more like a not like a non a non accelerated, non high octane version of The Untouchables. You know, it kind yeah, of felt like to me, it's like, it's like sort of the. Uh, you know, I, I almost can't use the words Pulp Fiction anymore because now right. that's its own movie. But right. It's and like The Untouchables, but like the pulp novel exactly. version. Right. No, that's, you, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it's that kind of film, but it's not as, it's not as you know, Joe Pesci beating people up kind of thing, but it's not no, comical. It's, I mean, it's, it's just – It's fun, fun and crazy and It's fun and the characters and are great and Josh Brolin is, is really fun to watch work with Ryan Gosling. Right. And – 
you know, it, it's just a good time. And I, I'm as perplexed. It's weird that these movies have this in common. I'm perplexed why Zero Dark Thirty is getting the accolades it is. Right, exactly. And I'm stunned that, that this film, though it's not the best film I'm going to see all year, but it doesn't deserve to get the shellacking it's getting. It is, I said this right when we walked out, it's the best movie I've seen in January <laughs> right. in a really long time that, like, really comes out in January. So right? real quick, because we are going to we're gonna have to do this real quick thing. Stars, if any, for Zero Dark Thirty? Yeah, we're going to run out of time. I would give Zero Dark Thirty, like, maybe one. Right, that's uh, – one is gratuitously being generous. Right. Yeah, and so. uh, live is going to run out, so I – you know, for those who have tuned in, we've got to at least – cover some stars and stuff. Right. And the next time we come back, we will give Gangster Squad a little bit more of what it deserves. A little bit more time, yeah. Uh, but we are out of time right now, yeah. so we will see you in a couple weeks. All right, bye. And I don't know, theoretically, that's over, and we'll, we'll move <laughs> that's on. That's awesome. But, um, we won't waste too much time on this, but... No, no, just, uh, we gotta get, like, stars out. Yeah. And, and I thought the acting was really good, it, you know, for what it is. It, yeah, it is. You have to go into this movie mm-hmm. and be open to it being what it is. Right, don't force and it into something as, you want it to be. As you mentioned at, when we were walking out of the movie, if you just give this movie, like, five minutes... Yeah. It will let you know right. exactly where you're going. Right. And now there's like kind of a brutally gross thing that <laughs> some people may not love. Right. That specifically is not exactly where it's going. Right. Right. But, but if, tone, if you the, go like five to seven minutes yeah. into this movie, the kind of tone and, and like, like I said, it's almost like if graphic novels existed in like the forties or whatever. This is how that story, you know, would run. This is exactly like it's a story from, you know, some Pulp Fiction novel from that time and everything, you know? And it was just, I thought a lot of fun. It was so weird. It, it has uh, been a while since a movie kind of in this, I don't know genre, yeah. but not right, not whatever. Really, yeah, has actually kind of like held on to me, right? The way that this one had, right? Because it, it just was a lot of fun. There are several things about the ending that I personally would have tweaked, yeah, but they don't they don't ruin it. They're not terrible, right? And I probably would have uh, kind of, you know, did a little fiddling with Sean Penn's character. Uh, who you know plays the bad guy as Mickey Collins, as, yeah. ev- as everyone knows from the right. trailer. I mean, he is all over the trailer, yeah. being evil and everything. Yeah, I might have given him a little more to him than just being purely bad evil. Guy. But right. but you know, it it's not anything that hurts anything, and it right. just was a lot of fun. I would yeah. definitely watch this again. Yeah, and, and it was a lot of fun. I would say, and you know, we have our crazy rating systems <laughs> because. Uh, if you're not familiar with our show on ratings, you should go right. look back and check that out. Um, I try to look at what a movie's trying to be, yep, and then how well did it do that? Right. How, to what degree did it actually turn into that? And then maybe you know, is that something play wrong, yeah. is that something legitimate to be? Right. Like if you're trying to right. be something horrible and you succeed, that doesn't right cut the mustard exactly, right? But, I really kind of feel like four stars on this one because uh, yeah. for what it's trying to do, I thought it did great. Yeah. It had some flaws, but it moved you right along and you had a really good time with it. Yeah. Uh, th- there was a, there was a point there where some of the detractions were, they're not hard to get by, but they were just, there were a few kind of right in a row and it felt like it broke a rhythm for me a little bit. But I still – I had a bunch of fun with it. And it's more like these films, like what you were saying. It's not a straight-up genre film. But you know, men are wearing fedoras, and there are Tommy guns, but it's not like a glorified you know, kind of thing. It's just this right. is the time period. No one's calling the women dames, but you know, women are often not in the femme fatale role. They're just they're, – they're smoking cigarettes and long gowns. And you know, it's just right. – this is a tough guy kind of film. And uh, – you know, I, I when I was thinking about it earlier, I was like, it was pretty close to four, but it was like three and a half, three and three quarters. I mean, it was just right under it. Right. And it's not because there was anything really wrong with it. It's just that it felt like there were a few times when it was 
running its race of getting done, it stumbled and it never really quite regained itself for a while, and then it stumbled again. Right. Like, oh, come on, it, it got so to a good. point. You did so good for so long. Just pick it up and keep running yeah. with the. And it, it, it got, finally got. It got there, to but, a point getting towards the end where this is like one of those movies where. You know that a couple of people got together and were, you know, scribbling right. some notes on napkins and right. stuff, and they were like, "Oh, that's, that's great! Be that's awesome. great!" Yeah. And they had some really good stuff, and by the time they got to where they were like, you know, we need Filming to that. we need to put everything together now. Yeah. yeah. They didn't have the same momentum, right? Really, right. as they did when they were at, just at that coffee shop. Yeah. yeah. When they were coming up with the idea, and then they said, "Now we have to bring this all home and put yeah. it all together," and it didn't. It didn't quite pan out, but still, yeah. it was. When it we was walked out, tons of fun. You and I both agreed. You know, I could imagine telling anybody this week, and in not not in light of hating Zero Dark Thirty, but just being like, you want to go to see a fun film, right? Nobody's checking this out. It's actually pretty fun. Yeah, you and know? especially you know this time of year, right? You're it, used it, it is crazy. Yeah. This was supposed to come out early, earlier in uh, 2012 in October, November, right. or somewhere somewhere, around, somewhere around there, and you know it got the kiss of death, we have no right. faith in you anymore, right. and we're going <laughs> to chuck you into January. It would have done well in, in and, the fall. And, and it's good. Yeah. It was yeah. probably one of those things where it just was an unfortunate other movie competition thing that they yeah. just didn't want to you know, stick it up against Skyfall or, right. Yeah, right. or right. like the newborn movie or, or throwing it or, out against or so whatever. Rude. Whatever kind of action yeah, thing right. that was nearby, I, you know, I'm thinking didn't want to when I see this, it's like seventy, seventy-five, you know, out of a hundred, right. and that's that's yeah, that's three and three quarters, and so yet that's pretty close, and yet that is it's um, a fun time for me, even at four stars. Yeah. You know, there's sometimes there's a big difference between what you what you're going to rate the movie mm-hmm. and how much you would recommend it to people. Exactly, because I right. would I would recommend this to anyone. Right. Yeah, I thought it was just so fun. As long as you can go in and you know let it be what it is. Well, that's a good and point. And not ho- try and hold it up to something that you're yeah. bringing in with you. Right. There's a critical know? assessment, and then there's just fun factor. Right. And there is you know there's some stuff to be critical about, but it's just fun. Right. You know, it's just a fun film. So. All right, we have got to go again, and I guess that's good enough. Yeah. I think actually, when we come back, I don't know what movie we'll be doing when we come back, but. Um, I think we will definitely maybe spend like yeah. 10 or 15 minutes because we will only be doing one movie, whatever, like a normal right, like week. A normal show. But I think we will spend like maybe 10 or 15 minutes because there's you know a few things that I'd like to talk, talk about, about that, right? the actors and, we ran and how that went and everything. But still, really good movie. Yeah. And do not miss out on our giveaway. So right. make, all sure, make sure that you check us out at com, where right. you will have all the information and review us on iTunes right. and get your entry in. There will only be 100. Right. So, you know, get in on that. And we will see you again in two weeks yeah. when we're back. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.